welcome to another episode of our special Envision America podcast. I'm Jenna Reed, Marketing Director for Envision America. We'll be presenting you with four separate podcasts on ACB Radio this week, so be sure to stay tuned. Each one will cover a different topic. Today's podcast will cover the important roles advocacy and legislation play in improving medication safety. If you have any follow-up questions or would like a demo of our Script Talker ID mates, be sure to come visit us virtually. We'll have a live Zoom booth open during exhibit hours all week where we'll be available each day to chat with you. If you stop by our virtual booth, we'll also ship you a free t-shirt with our Waiting on the World to Change theme. Visit envisionamerica.com and click on the big banner at the top to visit our live booth. I'm here today with Charlotte Glass. Charlotte serves as our public policy and community outreach liaison. She's been with the company for 15 years. Thank you so much for joining us, Charlotte. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty well. So I understand if we can't see to read our medication labels, it can be really dangerous, isn't it? It's kind of possible to make a really big error. And I understand Script Talk can play a big role in lessening the danger. Is that right? Yeah. So Script Talk can really help people to identify their medications, uh, know all the warnings, and of course, proper, proper dosage and usage of their medication. It also allows them to more um, comprehensively uh, communicate or effectively communicate with their pharmacist and, you know, order and reorder medications, make sure that they got the right um, prescription from the pharmacy. So all of that is really important in managing your medications and Scriptop can certainly help with that. Thank you. So what is advocacy? What does it mean to be an advocate? Well, I've been working with various organizations um, and people in different positions for um, quite a while. And it just started out with people who wanted to tell other people about Script Talk. A lot of times it's been people in blind rehab or the VA or um, Department of Blind Services. But we had a lot of other advocates from other organizations, um, you know, presidents of the ACB chapters and state agencies, you know, state level, and as well as, you know, maybe sometimes Alliance Club or other organizations that you know, try and help people, um, Centers for Independent Living, Lighthouse for the Blind. So we work with all the people that, you know, want to let others know about assistive, assistive technology and provide them with the resources they need in order to spread the word. So I'm in the audience and this is the first I've heard about, you know, becoming an advocate. How can I become an advocate for Envision America? To become an advocate for Envision America um, and our, especially about for script talk and accessible prescription labels, the best thing to do is to give us a call and we can send you an advocacy packet. It's gonna include brochures, um, information about, and ideas about spreading the word. And we can send sample uh, script talk unit or 
sample script talk labels for you to use with the script talk mobile app in order to demonstrate it to people. Um, what you would do then is you know, reach out to people that you know, uh, family, friends, clients, coworkers, um, community organizations, you know, maybe at a, a low vision fair or at a senior center information night. Um, those are all great ways of spreading the word about accessible prescription labels. So they just need to call 1-800-890-1180, is that right? Yep, they can call Envision America at 1-800-890-1180. Um, you know, they can reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, through our website as well. Cool deal. And if I visit the live Zoom booth, I can also learn about it too, right? Definitely. Visit our Zoom booth. Yeah, we are so excited. We want to see you there. Good deal. So medication safety awareness for the blind. This has been around now a few years and it seems like it's really picking up steam each year. Can you tell us a little bit about it and its history? Yeah, so um, we started the medication safety awareness for the blind campaign a few years ago. Um, it was really just a month long event that um, where we really encourage the advocates to go out into the community, talk to pharmacists, talk to community people, and let them know about accessible prescription labels. Um, you know, why it's important that people have them, how critical it is, and how easy it is to get them. Um, so it's just a whole month long event. Um, we have a lot of advocates that get involved and um, it's a great time of year because everybody's getting back into the swing of things. Uh, we usually do it in October and um, yeah, so it's great. You should get involved. <laughs> so I know it's the dedicated month itself is, or the dedicated time itself is just one month of the year, but if this is something I'm really passionate about, I can do it all year long, can't I? Yeah, I mean, we have advocates that are always doing it. You know, they keep some brochures with them or go to multiple different low vision fairs throughout the year. Um, you know, sometimes we have people invite us to be on there, you know, in a meeting or a conference call and we can talk about it a little bit more and answer people's questions one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so yeah, we're, we're always happy to work with you on that no matter what time of the year it is. So I understand that Script Talk's now available via app on both Android and iPhone. So if I want to show this off, basically I can just get a sample bottle from you guys and I can use my phone as a demonstration unit for whoever I want to show it to. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we used to have to give out the Script Talk devices all the time in order to show it. But, you know, if you have a, an iPhone or an Android that has near field communication, um, you can download our Script Talk mobile app, and then we can just send you a sample bottle, and you can use that to demonstrate assistive technology for the blind and to talk in prescription labels. I love it. That's such great information. So I've got to admit, I did a bit of research before talking to you, and I came across the information on section 1557 of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. I understand this can help people with disabilities, especially those who have specific communication needs. Can you tell me a little bit about this? 
Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, actually what it says is that um, it's a mandate that people like pharmacies and health, other healthcare institutions cannot discriminate against people. Um, so, you know, disability isn't one of the things that they can't discriminate against. It also is all the regular things like you know, sexual, sexuality, gender, na nationality, race, creed, whatever. You just can't discriminate. Everyone has to be treated equally and fairly. Um, the difference here is that uh, if pharmacies or healthcare uh, providers are not, are discriminating, people can file a section 1557 complaint on the website. And then health and human services will investigate and then take appropriate action, whether, you know, educating the pharmacy on what they're supposed to be doing or, um, you know, telling them steps that they need to make in order to become non-discriminatory. So, you know, if you are receiving Medicaid or Medicare, then you would fall in under that section 1557 coverage and you could certainly file one of those claims if you felt like you were being discriminated against because they're not providing you with equal access to your medication information. That's some really, really good information. So I think the U.S. Access Board has also been in, involved in outlining some best practices. What can you tell me about that? The U.S. Access Board in uh, 2013 published a set of best practices for pharmacies for accommodating blind, low vision, and elderly patients. Um, this was actually a, a step that they took um, due to the FDA Safety and Innovation Act, which required them to come up with these best practices. Uh, so those best practices kind of lay out for pharmacies um, what, what is accessible prescription labeling and then the formats, and then like some standards for each format. So for example, they say, um, they suggest there's three main kinds of formats, large print, braille, and then um, audible or, or um, technological means. Um, so for example, under braille, then they further break it down and they talk about, you know, what kind of braille you should use, suggestions on what it should look like and, and how you should apply it, um, what size bottle to apply it to and that kind of thing. Uh, for large print, they specify the font size, um, color, different things like that that make it easier for people to see large print fonts. And then under the last section about technology, they talk a little bit about different technological ways that can improve uh, communication and give people access to their labels, um, whether it's through an app or, um, you know, like script talk, which is an RFID tag. And then they specify, for example, it should have a start stop function. It should have a volume control. It should um, contain all the label information. And then in addition to specific uh, recommendations for each format. They just have some general overview guidelines as well for pharmacies on interacting with people who um, are blind and low vision, you know, just common sense kind of stuff to you and me. It's common sense, but 
you know, it's just a good remind list of reminders for the pharmacy. Um, so that's all included in one place and pharmacies can go to those best practices to learn a little bit more about how they can um, meet the needs of their blind and low vision and elderly customers. So while there's been some movement in favor of more accessible labels, on the federal level, it looks like it's coming down to states to enact legislation that requires this from pharmacies. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of it on the state level and where it started? Yeah, well, I mean, according to federal law, it really the uh, the management or the oversight of prescription labeling is left to the states. So the federal government can give these best practices and they can talk about, you know, in the ADA that people should be accommodating. But when it really comes down to oversight, um, that is based on the state boards of pharmacy and on state statutes. So some, there have been a few states that have started um, you know, legislative means of altering the statutes and board of pharmacy practices in their state. Um, so two states that have effectively and completed that um, would be Nevada and Oregon. Um, Nevada, they helped to create a new legislation that said that every pharmacy had to tell people that accessible labels are an option and available and how to get them. So in their law, you do, they don't ask, actually have to provide them, but they have to tell you where you can go to get them. So for example, they might say you can go to the pharmacy down the street, or you can call Envision America, or you can you know do X, Y, or Z. In Oregon, they wanted to do something a little bit um, more concrete. And so their law that they got passed is that every pharmacy has to provide audible prescription labels. And um you know that's that that's just getting into practice now that uh january 1st of 2020 uh, is when it went into effect and pharmacies are still getting ready uh, and starting to do that um and so we're kind of in the middle of the campaign to just let people know that hey this law passed and it is available now and you should talk to your pharmacist about getting it um and you know, we're excited to see how that goes and how effective that is in um, helping people just better manage their meds and have access to that information. Are there any other states that maybe there's been some noises from some of the legislators that they're talking about doing something? Yeah, so there's ongoing legislation right now in three states. Um, in Ohio, there's legislation that's in the um, House uh, Health Care Committee. And so that's where it's had multiple hearings and it should have another hearing coming up soon. And they should be voting on whether it's gonna go to the floor or not fairly soon. Um, in Minnesota, both there's both a House and a Senate bill um, that are identical, uh, asking for accessible prescription labels being mandatory. And then there was a bill in Pennsylvania. That one's kind of stalled a little bit. Um, you know, if you're from Pennsylvania and you really want accessible labels, probably contact your uh, state 
representative and let them know that you really want them to co-sponsor that bill because it's kind of just sitting there. It doesn't have a lot of sponsors right now. Um, there's talk in a couple other states. And so, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. But one thing that I just want to say is that even if you don't think that this is going to pass in your state, it's always great to talk to legislators to let them know that there is a problem and that, you know, this is something that could be worked on because it starts that conversation. It plants those seeds in their head when they see, you know, legislation come up in the future that's in this regard, they'll be more aware of like, oh yeah, one of my constituents actually expressed a concern about that. So, you know, even if they don't end up being a sponsor of a, an original bill, but that's preferable, right? Um, at least they will, you know, know something about it. So it's definitely worth contacting your legislator and rep state representatives and Senate, you know, if you're, if you're depending on what state you're in, you know, and, and just really talk to them about it and what, what the needs are. So that kind of leads me into my next question, which you kind of touched on. I know a big part of advocacy is spreading the word about accessible prescription labels, but it almost sounds like it's just as important to get these laws passed and to educate the legislators. What role does advocacy have in legislation? Well, there's, I think it's just two different ways of approaching it. Um, you know, in one way you're educating the public and in the other way you're educating the policymakers. Um, so there are a lot of pharmacies that are already providing the service and people need to know they can go to those pharmacies. So that's one aspect of advocacy. And then the other is, you know, well, there's still pharmacies that won't provide it for one reason or another. And so legislation can help to you know, make it more readily accessible in more pharmacies. So, you know, really pick where you want to go. It might just kind of depend on your state or your town, your area, on, you know, whether you have a lot of pharmacies or not that are participating. I mean, if you have a lot of pharmacies that are participating, I would definitely focus more on getting people to go to those pharmacies and letting them know that this is available um, but if you're in a in an area, you know, or a state that doesn't have very many participating pharmacies for one reason or another, then, you know, starting that conversation, um, why don't we have pharmacies abiding by ADA? And maybe changing state statute might solve that problem. Definitely. So there seems to be many more resources out there that... I and the audience can read to educate ourselves about this a little further. What are some other things that we should look for out there? Like who else has some good resources that we should look at? Um, there's a lot of really great resources on staysaferx.com. Um, a lot of the resources for talking to your legislators or writing a letter to your pharmacy um, can all be found on there. Um, People have posted a lot of really good stuff there. Um, you can find stuff on our website as well. We have a whole advocacy page uh, where people can find resources. Um, you know, if you're looking for information about, you know, legislation and that kind of thing, always just go, every state has their own, you know, DACA and 
they post up you know all the word wording um they post up the committee information so if a bill is in committee you can write to the committee members um so encourage you to do that you know just to really get involved sharing your opinion <laughs> um other resources man there's just so many out there it's going to vary by state by state but you know your lighthouse your centers for independent living um all those um and of course your local and state acb chapters um I know that there is a wealth of information in your members and, you know, talk about it and invite us if you want to have a discussion with us. We're happy to do that. Awesome. This has been such a wonderful educational conversation. Is there anything else you'd like to add that you feel is important for our audience to know? All right, we're all good. Guys, please remember to swing by our live virtual booth to talk to us and get a free t-shirt. And we hope you'll join us for all our podcasts this week. We're doing four. We look forward to a time when we can get together again. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. See you at the booth. <laughs>